Tuna joins us from CFRA. Great to have you here again, Mr. Moby. So let's start with AT&T and the reversal. What was with the change of heart this market showed today? Good afternoon, Oliver. Uh, no, I think uh, for AT&T, it almost looks like um, a tacit admission that the original acquisition of Time Warner uh, was uh, perhaps ill-timed. Uh, but in some respects, I think it also uh, you know, demonstrates how the competitive landscape has changed uh, quite dramatically in, in the last few years since that acquisition. Uh, we know that streaming has become a much more forceful uh, you know, player, um, and then a lot of media companies are still losing subscribers. Uh, so what you have here is two companies that you know perhaps feel like one plus one is going to be two and a half, bringing together uh, Discovery Plus and, uh, and and HBO Max and enabling them to get the scale uh, that they need to compete with the likes of Netflix and Amazon. And more importantly, I think um, you know expanding globally at a much faster uh, rate, where a lot of streaming is still relatively uh, you know, nascent. Mm. So what did they do, AT&T, with this $43 billion? I mean, where does the, uh, where do the proceeds go and how do we think about it as investors compared to what they spent for this? Well, you know, AT&T is kind of a reset mode now where um, it seems like um, coming off the Spectrum auction, they're now focused solely on, on launching a 5G uh, national deployment. Um, you know, we know that they have this huge, massive, debt load, um, which is why they've uh, uh, announced this portfolio simplification theme. Um, now in the process of divesting DirecTV and, and now also unwinding Time Warner. To your question, that cash will come in handy as they kind of you know battle the massive debt load and, 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 and try to focus their strategy solely on uh, this transition to, to 5G. Uh, also, even the debt has grown since the last auction. So. Uh, in our view, it kind of makes sense for them. Um, you know, this whole idea of uh, vertical integration, um, you know, when they acquired Time Warner was always suspect, uh, you know, uh, from the beginning. Uh, so now that streaming has made it a much more, um, you know, a much more clear, uh, you know, strategy, I think it really makes sense for them to focus on, uh, on their core competence. And you're not terribly bullish on AT&T. You basically say to uh, hold the stock, uh, don't chase after it. The other side of it for Discovery as well, same thing. Uh, we also had the same price action there today, rally, fade. What does it mean for Discovery? Is it kind of more the same here or do they have a little bit more freedom with uh, a lesser debt load? How does that compare? Yeah, no, I think the, the market is kind of taking a step back and, and try to look at the big picture. And this is a marathon, it's, it's not a sprint, right? So, um, you know, for Discovery, I think uh, clearly, I think it gives them a lot more scale than they would have gotten uh, themselves. Discovery is a major sports player in a global, in international markets, bringing the AT&T uh, entertainment. Uh, I think it will allow them to conceive of this bundled streaming package, much like Disney is doing, which Ulu and ESPN Plus. Uh, so over time, I think there's really some argument there. Um, but AT&T, um, you know, I think, as I said, they're going to be more focused on wireless now. Um, and, and for the combined entity, uh, you know, remember, I think AT&T shareholders are still going to own the majority, 71% of the combined company. Okay. Uh, David Zaslav going to be running both company, well-regarded guy. And if anyone can really uh, pull this together, I think he's a very good bet to do that. Okay. So this new entity, I mean, what's going to be important to think about in terms of your own analysis is you've got holds on both these right now. Does this kind of pure content play 
look potentially more like a Disney or like a Netflix style investment, uh, where I know you've been a little bit more optimistic there? Correct. Uh, if you look at content, pure content companies naturally, they are commanding a premium uh, over uh, companies that have, you know, pipes, the distributors. So I do believe that over time, uh, this combined entity, um, you know, does have a potential to unlock potentially significant value. But they've got to get through the regulatory review process. My sense now is that there is probably a little more than 50-50 odds that they get approved. Uh, but this, uh, make no mistake, will be closely scrutinized by regulators. And there's still some you know, uncertainties around that. But we, we know that there's relatively minimal overlap. The companies will probably make the argument now we compete against Netflix and Hulu and the like. It's not really the traditional pay TV uh, ecosystem anymore. So uh, all in all, I think the shares reaction today reflects some of these uncertainties. But if they can get through these, these hurdles, um, I do believe that there's uh, really, really a potential to uh, to make something, you know, happen in terms of value creation. Hmm. Uh, Tuna, thinking about what we saw this earnings season with the fade in Netflix and then the same thing in Disney as they came up a little short from their subscriber expectations, uh, how hard is this getting to satisfy the post-COVID demands from the investing community? I mean, uh, is there hope that these trends can turn around for the stock price? Um, I, I do believe that you know COVID has accentuated the uh, the shift to streaming, and these companies, uh, based on the subscriber numbers, they've already announced for HBO Max and um, and, and Discovery Plus. Uh, we know that um, this is something that has a huge potential. The addressable market is pretty large, um, and um, you know going forward, um, you know the international markets are way underpenetrated. That's really where I do see. Um, you know, the low-hanging fruit. Um, so there is uh, every possibility that the combined company is going to be greater than the individual parts if they can execute really well. And that's really where the challenge is going to be. Uh, there's uh, different cultures to bring together. They talk about $3 billion in cost synergies. Uh, that number looks a little ambitious, but if they can, uh, you know, kind of pull all of this together, I think really uh, there's a very good potential that we could have a winner here, uh, one of the winners in, in intensifying streaming wars over the long term.